Me and Kyle have like similar problems. Like I can't remember <laughs> names, and he just mispronounces names. Like Johnny, yeah, that's Jimmy. Johnny. Old Jimmy G. <laughs> it blew my mind again, all over again. You're like, I have Steelers. Well, Wilson's another guy where if Seattle's stupid enough to let him go, I was raving on Russell Wilson in our last episode. Call it now. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going to Denver. They still got a. Uh... God, why do I always? Dude, I'm the worst at name. You need to be a top ten quarterback. Absolutely not. I mean, look at my Bears in 2006. When, when he remembers the year. Was it? Yeah. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent I remember that loss. Like it was yesterday. And this is where he's wrong. What you're wrong in and what I'm right in, by the way, everybody give me a hand for being right, um, is that... Welcome to Only Football with Kyle and Rick. This is... Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Rick bringing you another episode of Only Football. I will be joined by Kyle shortly. Today, we are talking Super Bowl head liners we're also going to talk a little bit about the pro bowl see if it was good or bad and we're going to end it off with some nfl news from this week let's get it is going on (laughs) we are officially if you don't count this day what are we six days away from the super bowl six days away what what one is it it's 57 yeah uh sure sure 2015 was 50 which would make this 57 you're right 57 57 let's go we're getting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so this basically to put it plainly we're getting fucking old <laughs> we're getting old um we're, we're gonna talk about some super bowl headliner stuff going on right now around the league everybody has kind of shifted towards the most important game of the year and maybe yeah. of any sport you can make an argument we had uh, i think 400 million people watching last year so a lot of media presence is to be expected you have mm-hmm. fox cbs NBC, whatever. Every single person has left their studio and moved it to a portable studio outside of Las Vegas. Or, yep. excuse me, is it uh, is it in Vegas? No, it's in Arizona. Yeah, it looks like Vegas. It looks like Vegas, but it's in Arizona. Um, so, what? It, are you there, Rick? Oh, okay. We it looks like we lost Rick for a second. Guy. Oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> Um, so let's Sorry. dive right. No, you're good. You're good. I was just didn't want to continue without you. That's how much I care. Um, love it. So let's let's get into the the Super Bowl headliners. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk some some uh, some meaningful stuff here. Are you ready yep. for this? Let's this do is, it. This is uh this is obviously uh Black History Month in February, and let's this go. is the first Super Bowl. Now we have had. I believe we had a we've had a matchup with two head coaches that were both black. 
Yep. Um, Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith. Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith. And you would know that. I would know that. I would know he's that. He's a proud <laughs> Chicago Bear fan, and that might have been the last moment to be proud of. Uh, and they didn't even win the game. So, <laughs> um, But now we have two black quarterbacks playing, and not only is this a yep. Super Bowl of two black quarterbacks, this is two Super Bowl of two black quarterbacks that are arguably top five out of every quarterback yep. in the NFL. Yep. And there used to be a time where it was said that black people couldn't play the, the quarterback position. Um, obviously there's some discrimination about um, what is required to play a quarterback uh, mm-hmm. in, in leadership stuff and IQ stuff, all of that. We, and I, it just feels like it's, it's nice that we finally exist in a time where not only are black people playing quarterback, but you can make an argument that the direction the NFL is heading, there's probably going to be predominantly black people playing quarterback. We talked about how it's becoming really important to be able to do kind of be a dual weapon using your feet. Um, and we don't have necessarily, uh, I can't think of any guys like, that that are that are white that can really use their legs. I know we got Josh Allen, but you think about your typical pocket quarterback, your yep. Peyton Manning's, your Tom Brady's, even your Joe Burrows. They're not doing what Jalen Hurts and and uh, Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields and Pat Mahomes. I could go on and on and on, but we are living in a in a different time now. The game is changing. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a. What, what do you? How would you say? It's a. Uh, just evolving evolution evolving thank you yeah it's it's evolving and i think it's uh i think it's going in a good direction the league is going in a good direction i almost feel like this is long overdue but definitely Mm -hmm. something to celebrate yeah no definitely and this is great because i mean like you said you know like you said not only is it that during uh black history month which is just huge for you know everyone um, and we had a couple good quotes, one of them being from Mahomes. you know, he told reporters on Thursday, I've learned more and more about the history of the black quarterback since I've been in this league, the guys that came before me and Jalen, the guys that came before me and Jalen set the stage for this. And now I'm just glad we can set the stage for kids that are coming up now. And Mahomes, I believe was the seventh black quarterback ever to start a Super Bowl. hurts now becomes the eighth and he'll also be the second Eagles uh, black quarterback to start in Eagle star Donovan McNabb back in Super Bowl 39, I believe something like that. So like you said, yeah. it's moving a very positive, very awesome trajectory. And, and, and the fact that this is the first time we're seeing to at least Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I actually didn't know that little piece about Donovan McNabb that you brought up, but um, I was actually, I was pretty small when, when he took the field, but that was definitely by all means, that was, that was some uh, incredible stuff that McNabb was doing. And you know, what's interesting about it is that um, I wonder how much of it is like, Hey, uh, have you ever seen the movie Fences with Denzel Washington? It was actually a play that they turned into a movie. Phenomenal movie. 
Mm-hmm. I never, I never saw it, but is that the one where he's, where he's like the, where he plays the father of of a of, of the kid, and it just, it that's like the biggest part of the movie, right? Um, no, I've seen that broken yeah. down into shorts, though. I think that would probably oh. be the most like publicized part of the movie. Um, but you got you had oh, okay. his, yeah, you had his son who was uh, playing sports, and he was doing really good in football and really good in baseball. And he wanted to play sports and his dad was like, no, you got to hold down a job. And he was kind of like, he had a lot of resentment because he said he was a better pitcher and batter than, you know, the guys on in the MLB, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't take him because he was black. And, uh, and he was telling his son, like, don't be a fool and chase sports because it's not going to happen. The the white Mm -hmm. man's not going to let you take your place on the field. So mm-hmm. do something that can give you, you know, get some knowledge, something they can't take away from you. Don't build your life into a sport that they can just take from you. Yeah. And, and the mom is kind of in the middle, like, Hey, times are changing. You know, there, there's, you know, uh, there's black people in sports now. It's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And you just, when you hear like Jalen hurts or uh, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes say to give credit to the people that laid the foundation, because what is seamless, uh, not even something that I'm sure some have the, uh, the, the, the blessing, the opportunity to just pursue the sport and not think about that where, a, a, you know, generations ago, it was, mm-hmm. it was not like that, you know, it was yeah. a big deal. And, uh, to, to just take a moment and be like, you know, I just want to thank the people that took that harassment, that took the spit on the face, that took oh, yeah. the, the risks and the chances and the, in the racism that came with it. And, and just give credit to that because who knows if, if you never, you know, have those people that were willing to take those chances, the sport may not have evolved to what it is today. And, yep. you know, we may, we might be still stuck 20 years in the past, if not for people. Um, I'm trying to think the Willie, uh, the ba- I'm not a baseball oh, guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. People use the first, this Aaron, is embarrassing. Hank Hank is it Hank Aaron? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a baseball guy, but I do know that is another um, really incredible story about somebody kind of taking that chance. And those are the kind of movies that really make you like appreciate the people that laid the foundation for Jackie Robinson. Why did Jackie I say Robinson? Jesus I know. Christ. I know. Jackie Robinson. <laughs> I had a look at him. I was like, that's wrong. Yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> Hank Aaron. It's definitely not Hank Aaron, but we'll but move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to take a look back and definitely uh, be appreciative and stuff like that. And it's cool sure. that we get to watch this game because not only is it two black quarterbacks, like I said, it's two amazing athletes that mm-hmm. are going to be competing and Jalen Hurts as far as I'm concerned deserves to be in the top 5 conversation and I I am just flabbergasted I'm going to use that word flabbergasted by how underrated Jalen Hurts still appears to people it doesn't make any sense to me how a guy can do what he's done I don't care if he hasn't done it for a long time when Patrick Mahomes was great the first time he laced up his cleats, nobody questioned if he was going to be great. They yeah. they knew immediately because when you see it, it's you know it's like not like he's going to get worse. We knew when mm-hmm. we saw Mahomes that first year what we were in for, and I don't feel like Jalen Hurts is be, being given that same um, that same kind of evaluation because uh, they just did the Super Bowl roster best to worst starting quarterbacks to ever play in the Super Bowl. 
and they had Jake DeLome and Colin Kaepernick above Jalen Hurts. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts has a better QBR. He had thrown for more touchdowns. He has more yards. He like Kaepernick had 14 rushing touchdowns in his entire career. Hurts had 14 this single year. This year had 14. And it's like you can, and I'm pulling Kaepernick's best numbers from 2012 to 2014 to 2013. And I'm basically making a concoction of the best year he could have possibly had in every category. And Jalen Hurts just this year was better in every statistical category. And you still see Jalen Hurts not in top 10 conversations when they're talking about the best quarterbacks. He's not in uh, a respectable place, in my opinion, for the quarterback rankings. And um, I just, I guess I would just pass the question to you. Like, why is Jalen Hurts at this point not considered a top five quarterback in the league? And how much of that would change with the win over Mahomes? Um, I think he is. I mean, he's in the, he's in the, he's in the MVP running. I think with that, you already kind of are giving him some sort of respect in that aspect, as far as like a top tier quarterback. Now, is he top? That's another thing. Uh, yeah, Kaepernick yeah, yeah. never was up for MVP. So I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I don't, I mean, I don't understand it either, but you know, the good thing is that like Jalen Hurts has gotten to this point already and that's where we kind of, you know, can make that argument like you're saying why wasn't he looked at like this like Mahomes or whatever um and I think I think really what happened was like Jalen Hurts never was able to win the big game he got replaced in Alabama he never won it in Oklahoma um so what <laughs> what you can hardly say that because he got benched so we don't know what would have happened and then well, they, he was losing. That's why he got he got benched for a reason because he was losing the the game. You know, but, but you know what I mean. We, we don't know what would happen. But then he his rookie year, he didn't get to play till like week twelve in his first game he ever started. He became the first quarterback to ever rush for a hundred yards and throw a touchdown in a what? win. And he became only the second quarterback in history to beat their the to win their first game against a team on a nine game winning streak or more. What I'm saying is all the stuff in the past. That's kind of what you that's kind of what you take and you use for the season. Yeah, I mean you can only you can only use the information that you have, right? You can throw anybody out there. Who knew Brock Purdy was going to be as good as Brock Purdy was this year, right? Absolutely nobody because he went to fucking Iowa State. That's why. Nobody knew he was going to be good. Fortnite just picked him up with the last pick cuz they're like, "Yeah, we probably need a backup quarterback. Let's get this guy." Now, that's what I'm saying. With the information given, that's kind of where we're at with Jalen Hurts. Um, and, and like you said, I think the argument can be made though, that he is a top five quarterback. Um, and real quick, I just want to get to a, a few comments here. We got Philly sports talk podcast in the comments. What's good. What's up, Philly. How's it going, man? What's uh, up, we got, Philly? we got Tyler here. What's good. Y'all. I just want to take a minute to say how terrible the pro bowl was. And you can never pay me to watch those stupid flag football games. <laughs> One thing I was happy was Jair's pick six. So we will be talking about the Pro Bowl uh, uh, in a bit here after we get over the, the super headliners. And we also have Unseen Pets in the comments as well. Winner takes all Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're you know, th thank you, Unseen Pets, for joining us. Uh, we also got my mom in here. Hey, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love when your mom <laughs> And then uh, Philly's responding to your question. You know, it's all the Philly hate. No one would give us and Jalen Hurts recognition. 
and that's what I mean. Like, it, I, I think it's, I think it's true. I think, I think there is a little bit of that. Like, it's just, yes. it's Philly, you know, whatever they want to, they want a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. It's, it, just things like that. You can make up storylines with what you, with whatever you want to do, right? Um, well, and then. Can I just say one thing really quick? This is this is what's so dangerous about the the, the media. I mean, dangerous. Mm-hmm. It could be a great thing if it's used in a good way, and it yeah. can be a lethal thing if it's used in a bad way. And it has so much power over us. Like we didn't think Jalen Hurts was that good, but you know how I felt about him, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be really good. And it sounded like the weirdest opinion, right? You were like, what are you mm-hmm. talking about, man? Because nobody on the media was saying it. But my question is, why was nobody saying it on the media? Because he did take his team to the playoffs without a lot of the weapons. But yeah. you would be surprised. I really believe that a major- the majority of football fans are so heavily influenced by the media that mm-hmm. if they just choose not to talk about a guy, then they mm-hmm. then you it'll just go to the wayside. But if they would have yeah. blasted like if they would have blasted Hertz up like the way that Mahomes was, I think he would be considered a top five QB mm-hmm. right now. But he's just kind of quiet, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you can put Hertz top five this season in his whole career, pretty much. Um, Last year he was bad, and last year he I mean he was he was okay. He wasn't bad. It's last not like year. he was bad. No, he wasn't bad. He had what sixteen touchdowns, nine interceptions. He still had thirty one hundred passing yards. Um, so I mean he's improved in all those areas as well. His interceptions You're went down this year. Yeah, his touchdowns went up. He started. Uh, um, uh, he started fifteen games, um, which he did last year. But I mean, you know, it it, it is what it is. Yeah, Josh Allen um, didn't go you know right off like he had that yeah he had the same year jump that Hertz is having right that year yeah. year three pop and look at how everybody got behind that train oh yeah. Josh Josh Allen dude Hertz is doing the same level of stuff Josh Allen did and and Jalen Hurts is is this this season definitely getting some recognition another cool little thing about this Super Bowl this is all this also the youngest Super Bowl quarterback matchup in NFL history there's a combined age between Mahomes <laughs> and Jalen Hurts of 51 years and 337 days. That's the youngest matchup ever in Super Bowl history. So that's again, this goes to what we've been saying. The future is here, man. These quarterbacks are next up. Are are we put a post up or you put a post up on Twitter saying Breeze, Roethlisberger, Peyton, uh, Brady, all these guys are gone now, right? Like that era, that two decade plus era is over and now it's Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hurts. All these new guys are popping up, right? Right Trevor Lawrence, hopefully Justin Fields, God I hope so. Uh Lamar Jackson, all these guys are finally like stepping up to make the new uh uh era of golden quarterbacks. And I just think it's awesome. Yeah, and <laughs> I just have to say this. I was watching a YouTube short of Tom Brady uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And um, Peyton Manning and Eli were Manning cast calling Tom Brady what we found out was his last game ever. And it's yeah. just like, who would have thought that when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were like on that who's better thing and they were playing <laughs> every year in the playoffs in, in <laughs> Indy and New England, if somebody would have told you, hey, Peyton Manning's going to retire after 18 seasons. So you'd be like, yeah, I could see that. And then 
He's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame six years later. You're like, okay, all right, I, I'll buy, I'll buy that. <laughs> and then he's going to be calling Peyton Man- or Tom Brady's last game from ESPN in the booth, <laughs> and Tom Brady will still be playing. What? <laughs> That's literally insane. It, it, it's oh man, it's so, one of those so, moments where you're watching that and you're like, how? Yeah, so it's like no matter, and I didn't read that on a comment or anything. That was literally just the mind of Kyle in that moment yeah. watching that, and and uh, yeah, that's why it's the youngest age because every year it's automatically like at eighty because Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. you got to add fifty to whatever the age of the other quarterback is. So finally, they got Tom out of the Super Bowl, and it's like, <laughs> oh, this is the youngest Super Bowl ever. Yeah, I bet, I bet it and is. With- and with Tom, it was the oldest Super Bowl ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to another one. So the Eagles, as the home team uh, in in a, the State Farm Stadium over in Arizona, are going to be wearing their green uniforms uh, at the Super Bowl, while the Chiefs are going to be in their white uniforms. Philly is one and two in green uniforms at Super Bowls. They lost against the Raiders at Super Bowl 15. Lost against the Pats at Super Bowl 39, but they finally did take that revenge win against the Patriots in uh, Super Bowl 52. The Chiefs, Owen White, Owen won in white uniforms uh, when they lost to the Packers in Super Bowl one. In Super Bowl one, they wore white uniforms and lost to them. So that was the first. That was the only loss. People don't forget. <laughs> People never forget. Um, but they are two and one in their red uniforms. And Mahomes has actually never worn a white jersey in a playoff game. Little things that, you know, you can kind of pick out. And this is one of them. You know, the Chiefs own one in white unis, but the Phillies are one and two in their green. So, but what I will say, another little fun little stat about the, the, the jerseys and the uniforms. Teams wearing white jerseys have won 15 of the last eight. What do you think? What do you think, Kyle? Does this have anything to do with yes. anything? Yes, it does. It does. And it matters if if it matters to Let's your go. team. The only time people care about something like this is when it's your team. I remember Super Bowl True. 40, 48. We got our asses beat in the orange uniforms to the Seahawks. I mean, it was bad. And then <laughs> Super Bowl 50, we wore white. And they asked why John Elway picked white. And he said, because we've never lost the Super Bowl in them. That's right. There you go. <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop. It and matters, people. It, yeah. And and so that's why I say it matters if it matters to your team, because I don't know if that same philosophy works after you continued and said the Chiefs are 0 1, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it, mean, it's I, one game, it, Super Bowl one. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it, I don't know how much it matters. I will say, I think it's probably just the fact that the people that wear whites, I think, are normally the away team which Mm -hmm. the away team would be considered away because they have a worse record, which normally manifests as the team that is the underdog. Mm -hmm. So I do think all we're really talking about here is that underdogs win the Super Bowl 55% of the time, which is pretty cool. I'm sure there's a couple in there that are like, no, we chose white, like a Cowboys or something, but um, no, they haven't been in, you know, 20 years. So, but yeah, um yeah i don't know how much it really matters i know the psychology of the colors like that's why we Mm -hmm. wear bright orange is because they've done studies that it really does mess with players 
Uh, yeah. It's very distracting and stuff like that. But it's the freaking Super Bowl. Nobody's going to be winning or losing the biggest game in, in, of their life because of the green or white jersey. I mean, it's just like one of those fun headlines that we get to talk yeah. about because it's like, what are they going to wear? Because it, it is cool because it is it is the the photographic memory that will live in our heads yes. for the decades and decades to come. And it is yes. important. Um, when I think of Von Miller strip sacking, I think of us in white uniforms. I don't think of us in orange because – that is what they wore on the Super Bowl. That's, so it does matter. That's just a loss, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that's just it's just the way it is. Uh that's kind of yeah. my take on it. What do you think? Um, I, I it's tough it's tough for me because like I'm such a uh I'm such a uh, superstitious person. I really am. Like I'm just like and and you if you guys have have, have um watched us during the season, our very first season as a podcast right to the nfl i was like i picked the bears to lose and they won the game so i'm picking them to lose next week so then oh, they yeah, reverse yeah, it yeah. Went, you know what i mean like that's called that's superstition and that's being a fan so i love that they're able to be like 15 of the last 18 super bowls have been in white uniforms uh the the chiefs are two and one in red oh and one in white the eagles are one in like i like that shit and i do i do think in a sense, it matters just because you can't attach a record to it. And it makes somewhat of a difference in, like you said, in decades to come. You know, 50 years from now, depending on how many Super Bowls either of these two teams go to, they're going to have either a winning record in their green or red uniforms or a losing record in those and then a winning in the white or a losing in the white. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff adds up and it just adds to it. It's like John Elway. We never lost in white. That's why we wore white. And it yeah. and it's and it just reinforces that fact for not only you as a fan, but for the players and like John Elway, the, the, the GM, right? Like that like that happens. So I I I think it does make a, a difference. Um, but but also it's kind of like, well, three of them won in non-white uniforms. You know, the Packers, the who was it? The Packers, the Steelers um and the wait, wait. uh let me try let me try packers steelers and no packers talking. sorry packers won over the steelers yeah and the packers were in green yep so that's one and then that's you one got the i'm gonna say the ravens <laughs> over the 49ers no the ravens were in white uh well i think uh i think huh. they were in white because I've got all three. Oh, here. the Giants! But... The Giants! No. Damn, I suck at this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they? So it's the Green Bay Packers win over the Steelers mm-hmm. in Super Bowl. Uh, what is that? Uh, 2010. So 45. Yeah. 45. Yeah. Yeah. Eagles win over the Patriots, the one that just happened in uh, Super Bowl 52, and then the Chiefs win over the 40. 40- 49ers before or 54 sorry oh so those are the three in the last time uh that the uh uh the the teams not in white sorry i should have specified the teams that were not wearing white uniforms have won yeah so yeah, yeah like yeah. you're saying yeah um but yeah i i you know i it's it's a it's a cool little superstition to follow and and i like it so yeah and it's also a little like it's a little sizzle to add to like Let's say yeah. you're like, yeah, the, the Eagles are definitely going to win. I don't want to talk about it. They got a great mm-hmm. defense. Jalen Hurts is unstoppable. And then they're like, hey, 
22 out of the last 25 have been wearing yeah. white. The Chiefs are wearing white. It's just a little something right? to be like, so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just then, to get at them. Just to get at them. Yeah, like, then you get sports. I was going to say, then you get it by yourself and you're like, does it matter? Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> like Philly Sports Talk Podcast is hearing this right now and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, Real quick, let's get to the chat. Bill, Bill is here. What's up, Cheers, Bill? Cheers, Bill. Cheers. Cheers to everybody. Yeah. Tyler, Philly, Unseen Pets, my mom, everyone. Cheers to everyone. Uh, in late, I think we were wearing white both times we won recently. I think so. I think the Giants did wear white, the white unis uh, uh, when they beat. They definitely were in white when they beat the Pats. Um, so, so Which for time? Sure. <laughs> yeah, which time, right? Which time? Um, so so for sure. But thanks for that. Thanks for that little note, Bill. Um, all right. Next one. Obviously, we know, and it's been beaten to death, the Kelsey Bowl. That's, you know, the Travis and um, uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey are two brothers. Each already have a Super Bowl, Travis with the Chiefs, and then Jason Kelsey with the Eagles in 2017, both top of their positions. But the biggest storyline, and it's not even about them, it's about their mom, uh, Donna Kelsey, Someone who has worn the uh, so like the combined jersey of both the Chiefs red and the Eagles green, uh, with just Kelsey in the back to, to you know to support both of her sons. There is an online petition started for her to um, pick for a her favorite? to do do <laughs> <laughs> do it. Pick your favorite son. We know you have one <laughs> to perform the coin toss at the Super Bowl. Now, wow, that would yeah. that would make me cry. And wouldn't that be like awesome? That that would be insane. Yeah. And and there's already thirty five thousand signatures, which I mean makes <laughs> it like gain traction. But I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna happen. She's the first mother in NFL history to have her two sons go head to head in a Super Bowl, which is also why, a cool, interesting thing. But I I just don't think it'll happen. But why not? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, why doesn't the NFL lean into this? Right? Like, yeah, do it. Do you know how fucking cool it would be for everybody watching? Like. Not only are we watching for like Rihanna and like the Super Bowl halftime show and the commercials and obviously the game being played, which is the biggest part, but shit, little things like that would just make it so much more like, um, I don't want to say watchable because Super Bowl in itself is already watchable, but it just makes it that much more appealing. Yeah. You got to like, think about your, your, okay. You want to know like how many, like if you want to really sell something, you got to you got to hit them right here in the hearts and the feels yeah, like exactly. you want to sell uh, a wholesome football game, have a mother <laughs> of her two sons that are yep. about to play in the Super Bowl flip the coin. Like, could exactly. you imagine every household in America would just be like, Oh, his mother's <laughs> out there. She's probably going to cry, you know? Oh, yeah. and it's oh, like, yeah. I mean, I just think that's so wholesome. I think they should, like, like you said, they should lean into that. And I grew up, extremely extremely and i still am really close to my brother so uh he's two years older than me and man when i tell you we would play football for like 14 hours a day barefoot just running around on the florida pavement burning our little feet and <laughs> throwing purposeful passes so i catch it and i run into a mailbox like just mm -hmm. just you know just trying to get me laid out by that mailbox i never got over it <laughs> Um, <laughs> but dude, Your bones like, are made of rubber. They're fine. You're a kid. Yeah. 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 No, I was fine. But it was really, really, it was a collision. Um, yeah. cause the, the mailbox actually weighed more than me probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but that's the dream. That's the dream. And I remember I used to play, 
play basketball yeah. a lot too. Those were my two sports and we would play each other. And uh, I would, I would shoot the ball and be like, if I make this shot, we're going to be in the NFL together. And like, if it doesn't go in, you're yeah. like, give it back to me. If I make this shot, we're going to be on the same team yeah. together. You know, you just keep yeah, doing yeah. that until something happens. And you're like, just the thought of like actually being able to play in a, like mm-hmm. forget a Super Bowl. To play, I got to play with my brother on the same high school team. That was an incredible experience. Um, and then to yeah. think about like playing in a Super Bowl, um, I mean, man, dude, they say they say making it to the Super Bowl is like winning the lottery. Um, I mean, making it to the NFL is like making it <laughs> winning the lottery. Winning the lottery, but, yeah. But getting into the Super Bowl is even harder. That's why you have Dan Marinos that never got in, and yeah. uh, so. To 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 really like appreciate how rare this is that one household has two brothers that are mm-hmm. going to be playing each other in the Super Bowl. I just I feel like I know you said it's been talked about a lot. I don't think it could ever be talked about too much. It is literally mm-hmm. um, it's a really special thing, and it definitely is gonna. I think it's gonna make a lot of people whether they know about this or not, maybe they don't even watch football, but it's a Super Bowl, So they watch it. I think it's gonna make yeah. a lot of people called her brother, you know, maybe some people yeah. that haven't talked in a while um, because it's, it's definitely going to be a huge storyline that we're going to see when we're, you know, watching the pregame and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see some of those interviews that I'm sure are being coordinated right now. Oh yeah. And all, oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And if they could get the mom to flip the coin, talk about literally the definition of cherry on top like that absolutely would just be, that would be amazing it would and then that's what bill's saying too he's saying that would be freaking awesome if the nfl passes on it they're missing an opportunity exactly i think so too because you 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 say the you know you say about how you play with your brother my brother and i almost played on the same uh like peewee football team and i thought that was gonna be cool right like i'm a wide receiver he's a <laughs> he's like on the offense and defensive line like it was gonna be so awesome to just be on the sidelines with your brother, get in the game, you know, talk, do, do things like that. So the fact that these two guys are going against each other and they won't be on the field this, at the same time, at least I don't think in any situation, but I, I just, that's such a awesome, awesome moment. And it's funny how you say like, if I make this basket, we're going to be in the NFL. It's always like three, two, one. Oh, there's an additional three seconds on the clock. Where did that come <laughs> yeah. from? And you shoot another <laughs> one until you make it. <laughs> That is literally, man, it's and great. I feel bad for the smartphone generation because they're never going to play that game. <laughs> they're no, never gonna no, play they're, that they're game. really not. They're really not. They don't understand it. They don't get it. Where it's like, oh, my God, three seconds is actually oh. added to the clock. You should have <laughs> yeah. shot. It's let me, great. Let me tell you one more quick thing. Um, mm-hmm. when, when me and my brother were on, I'll probably never have an opportunity to tell this story besides mm-hmm. right now. When we mm-hmm. were on the same team. We were running in Oklahoma drill. So you got two people laying down oh, a, yeah. a ball carrier and a guy that's supposed to tackle them. And then mm-hmm. um, like an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. And that's it. And then you got to stay within this small space. My brother. Okay. There was no freshman JV varsity. It was like, you're either good enough to be on the one team or you're not good enough to be in. And so um i was a freshman i was super like i was just starting to lift weights and stuff and my brother was the punt returner the safety the wide receiver like he was a stud and he was thick and i was tall and lengthy we're just built different and uh (laughs) he thought i was this guy named jordan that he absolutely hated because his dad was pumping him with hgh and i'm laying i'm laying on the ground and the coach goes 
uh, daddy loves me more or something like that. Like, cause he, he knew it was the brothers. I, I guess my brother didn't get the memo that I yeah. was the guy on the other side. So he blows the whistle. He gets up. Yeah. I tried to make the tackle dude. He straight up ran into me so hard that I literally did. It's like, I can't even explain what that felt like. And <laughs> my brother's face though, when he got close to me and realized that it was me and not Jordan. And also the awareness to know it's too late. Get ready yeah. for the train. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. I was <laughs> like, Tyler! <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> dude, we talked about this. <laughs> you said you'd let me go. Oh, that's great. That's great. Because my brother and I would, uh, before practices, because um, we ended up you know, being in separate teams or being in separate levels, we would do Oklahoma drills just in our backyard, just, just oh, to like God. right before practice, just to like get pumped. You know what I mean? And it was, it was, yeah. fun. it was fun. That's awesome um, that you, I appreciate that. That I can yeah. say Oklahoma drills. And you're like, not only do I know what you're talking about, me and yeah. my brother ran them in the backyard. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, we used to just, we used to fuck each other up and it was so much fun. Um, All right. Another, another cool little, little anecdote. And these next year are kind of like, well, I mean, actually I'll hit you with a better one before I get the last two little ones former coach of the eagles obviously right <clears throat> he had a really good career with the eagles coaching wise right like you look at his career with the eagles and you're like that's a hall of fame coaching career would it be ah. crazy and i don't think it would yeah okay maybe yeah you're right no super bowls but would it be crazy to say that he he's had an even better one with the chiefs he's had an no. even better career yeah and it's not, not crazy all. to say he has yeah he he coached the Eagles between 99 2012 had a 130 93 and 1 regular season record as well as a 10 10 and 9 postseason record and obviously the Super Bowl loss against the Patriots but with the Chiefs he is 117 and 45 regular season and a postseason record of 11 and 7 with the Super Bowl win with Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs um Chiefs That's team really Effing good, dude. <laughs> it's so good, and it's just like wow. Like you look at um, what was I gonna say? Uh, you look at careers like oh, Tom Brady's a good one. His two thousands and his two thousand tens could be two complete separate careers, and they would be outstanding. They would be like great careers for any one quarterback to have in a decade. He had twenty what four years in the league something like that. And, and, and he amassed two hall of fame careers in a sense, right. In those 24 years, it's it, and Andy Reid is doing that with, with, with the, with the Eagles and the chiefs, the, the Eagles, Eagles fans. And I'm sure Eagles, uh, I'm sure Philly sports talk would, would say the same, right? Like they, they have mad love for Andy Reid because he was a very good coach for them, but he's just been way better with the chiefs. Like, like the record says it all. And obviously the super bowl win. I think I think it's gone like this. I think he had the career in Philly, and it was like Andy Reid is a very good coach. I think mm -hmm. that's exactly what people thought of Andy Reid. They fired him. Sometimes I think people get fired not because they're a bad coach, because it's time for a change. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think Mike McCarthy had two bad seasons, but um, you could hardly say that like if he started winning Super Bowls with Dallas, um, let's say they get a quarterback that's better than Dak Prescott, that wouldn't be that mm -hmm. hard to do. <laughs> And they start winning Super Bowls. It'd be like, why did Green Bay get rid of him? Because sometimes it's time for change. That's all. Yep. yep. Um, so I think he was a very good coach. And then he went to the Chiefs. And then he was still a very good coach. 
and then Alex Smith and the Pat Mahomes had the turnover. They turned over. No, not a turnover, but you get what I'm saying. They switched <laughs> spots. <laughs> yeah. And and then obviously five straight AFC championship games, but also you win that first one and it was like, okay, they went to one, they lost, right? They lost to Tom Brady and mm-hmm. then they went to another one. God, I'm getting old. I can't even remember the order of things. <laughs> so they, they lost to uh, Let me remind the world. Oh, no, 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 no. They beat the 49ers and then they lost. Didn't they go to the Super Bowl back to back? The Eagles? Years? No, the Chiefs, didn't they? They, uh, I think yes. they went two years in a row. That's, I mean, that's really impressive, man. Yeah, so you go to that is. first one and you win. Okay. And then it's like, is it Andy Reid or is it Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you're now you're flirting with Hall of Fame, in my opinion. You mm-hmm. win another Super Bowl catapult surefire first ballot hall of famer and i do think it would be almost poetic justice if he could pull it off against the team that let him go it would it would be insane and that's again that's one of the big things that you're looking at in this game is like does he have the success that he's had with the kansas city chiefs against his former team or does his former team actually beat him after firing him in 2012, you know, and, 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 and you make a really good point there. It's not necessarily, he was a bad coach and, you know, Philly sports talk says here, uh, uh, kind of says the same thing, but it's just like, it's time for a change. Um, he's saying the problem with Reed was time management and he didn't have a time. And if he didn't have a time management problem, we could have had two rings. So <clears throat> interesting. So you would those, think a guy that that's been in that long, so to me, time management seems like a fundamental. And I, it, I always find yeah. it weird. Yeah, and 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 that just kind of goes to your point where it's like it's time for a change because it's like, dude, if you're not getting it in the 14 years you've been in this organization, I don't think we're going to move on to the time where you do finally get it and you know we finally are able to win a Super Bowl. And obviously they won a Super Bowl, but that was way after um, um, they fired Reed. But it's it just move, goes to your point where it's like when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. There was nothing yeah. wrong with him except the time management piece, like Philly was saying. Um, there wasn't necessarily anything success. It's just like he could, just couldn't win the big game, and just sometimes he put us in bad position to 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 lose these games. And like you said, you just got to move on sometimes. Yeah, and to be completely honest with you and everybody that is watching, the the the, the whole like is it the coach or is it the player? I believe. It's always the player. I believe that great coaches make players better. I do believe you have to have a good coach, but I also believe if you put Andy Reid on, let's say the Texans or the Panthers, right? You wouldn't have a, what a 15 and three team. Like, why is it that the best quarterbacks happen to have the best coaches? Is that just <laughs> yeah. a coincidence? Is Bill Belichick yeah. all that great when Tom Brady left? Um, here's an exception to the rule, Kyle Shanahan. I do believe Kyle Shanahan. I do believe Jim Harbaugh. Um, yeah. I do believe that they're like, they're just a couple of coaches that will find ways to win. But I think mm-hmm. a, a majority portion of the pie, when it comes to coaches, you look at it, Tony Dungy, Hall of Famer, Peyton Manning. I, I'm just like, yep. is, is that a coincidence or is it just Andy Reid, Hall of Famer now? Who's his court? Mahomes. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, yeah. it's almost like, it's almost like uh, the opposite is true, too, where Justin Herbert, the great quarterback, we all want Staley to get fired because we're like, mm-hmm. bro, 
if you can't win with uh justin herbert mm-hmm. to be honest that is uh that's like a really good sign that you're a bad coach in my opinion mm-hmm. because yeah if you uh, i guarantee if andy reed or whoever bill belichick was coaching uh, a team with justin herbert they would have at least been able to win that one playoff game against jacksonville so um I just always believe that players have a lot more power and coaching is a little overrated. I think mm-hmm. coaching is important to build culture. And yeah. um, I I don't think you can underestimate culture because that's almost everything. Like we're going to talk about NFL news and some champagne stuff, but without the culture, it can be chaos. You need order. You need boundaries. You need you, yes and no people. You want to come into work and be happy about coming into work. Yeah, because I it's 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 work for these NFL players. For for me and you, it's like that's a dream come true to be in the NFL. For the NFL players who have been doing this for years, it is work. And I'm not. And this isn't to say that it's a job, right? Like it's a job and work are two different things. It's work for them to come in, and they want to come into a situation where the culture is 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 good, where where you can come in, say hi to everybody, you know what you're doing, you know that you and your coaches have the the mutual respect as you know grown men to have these conversations, to have these practices, this and that. Like you don't want no like Urban sly Meyer. shit. Urban Meyer, yes, you don't want your coach staying in 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 Cincinnati, you know, you know, getting smelly fingers before heading back to practice. You know what I mean? Like that's not the shit you want. So the culture is huge. And like you said, the, the, the coaching is, is, is big and, and Bill and Bill saying Brian Dable is under the chat. We'll see. (laughs) I I think, I think so. I mean, you see what he did with Josh Allen and it's like, okay, that's, that's another one of those chicken or the egg. It's like, yeah, but that's Josh Allen. It's like, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly right. That is Josh Allen. How did he get there? And then Daniel Jones, wash throw him away then he had the best playoff game i mean that anybody nobody could have predicted he would have balled in a playoff game so it's just there are coaches that can make players a lot better and i think coaching is important but when it comes to dynasties like Mm -hmm. eight year Mm -hmm. like there's only a couple in my opinion the chiefs are on one right now and i've been saying that for two years Mm -hmm. and I, i would say the moment you go back to back in a super bowl if you make it to the AFC championship game the next year, and uh, even if you lose, like if you stay relevant for about four years, you're on a dynasty. Yep. And the Patriots did it, and you had Tom Brady, and now the Chiefs are doing it, and they have Mahomes. I think you can win a lot of football games with a great coach, but it takes a great quarterback to get on a dynasty. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've got a couple little ones left here. Have you seen the show? The Last of Us yet? Not yet. Okay, so I must be H- the last of us to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you really are, because The Last of Us has been on HBO for about four weeks now. Uh, my wife and I really love the show, and if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go go you know go take a go go take a watch of The Last of Us. HBO sponsor us for that. Um, so, Last of Us usually premieres on Sunday. Obviously, what's happening on Sunday? Super Bowl. So because of that, they're actually going to be premiering their fifth episode of this season on Friday, just so they don't have to compete with the Super Bowl. Like that's huge. And this, this, yeah. And this show is like, this show has amassed millions of viewers in the last 
in in the first four weeks. So it's insane to be like, you know what? We know where we are in terms of entertainment. We're gonna we're just gonna take a step back for the Super Bowl to get ahead of us in line. Yeah. You know? So I, th- I think that was a really cool thing. Well, you've heard the term "money talks, bullshit walks." Well, <laughs> yep. how about "money talks and money makes HBO walks"? <laughs> no, I think it's a like- mutual. I, I think it's a mutual thing. You know, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. it's all, it, it, another <laughs> thing is like you're not supposed to have any big headline things the week of the Super Bowl. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a mutual understanding within the NFL, but it's not necessarily a written law. So when uh, <laughs> Mike McCarthy or uh, Jerry Jones obviously has beef with Roger Goodell. And he mm-hmm. works for, um, or what is it? Or the the Super Bowl is on Fox. So mm-hmm. um, I think, CBS, what was it? Jer- one of them. Is it CBI? Yeah. Jerry Some Jones wanted to like do a middle finger to Goodell. So what'd he do? He fired his offensive coordinator in the middle of the Super Bowl. You know, oh like little, God. those are like little things that people don't notice, but yeah. they're, they're intentional. They're, yeah. and, and this is, the intentional in the opposite way hbo's being nice they're like hey man yep. we're not going to release this because you know what as much as we could say they're doing the nfl a favor they're doing themselves a favor mm-hmm. because if you're going to release something the day of the super bowl you better expect a plummet in numbers right? very much so it would very make so. only it would be it, it's like a win-win it only makes sense to move it but that just shows you the power of this this Super Bowl and how much revenue and again we looked at those numbers four hundred mm-hmm. was it no no it was like two hundred million people watch if you I mean yeah. I know numbers sometimes they just seem high but when you really think about two hundred million people you may not be able to get two hundred million people to do anything other than that at the same time mm-hmm. that may be mm-hmm. the one only thing in the united states <laughs> that you could get 200 people to do it this 200 million people do it at yes. the same time and it's also an opportunity right we're all doing it at the same time as a, a unity moment here we are mm-hmm. all together as a country doing the same thing um yeah. And it's a rare opportunity and HBO doesn't want to F it up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and again, it speaks to the power of the NFL and what the Super Bowl as an event has done in the country. Cause you say 200 million people, that's almost two thirds of the country that's insane. watching one thing at the same time. It's insane. Um, so one last thing, and this is, this is soup. This is NFL rigged. Uh, you know, you've seen oh, the yeah. memes, the scripts, uh arian foster talked about it on a, on a barstool podcast about we received a script we ran the plays we were supposed to do this and then you got no. all the memes afterwards it was so funny i'm surprised you've missed this Is this he is great content i i don't know a little, like a lot of people are saying like like they, they put up memes and stuff of like uh, uh tom brady getting the script for his career as rookie year and he's like oh this is gonna be dope you know what i mean oh like, my it's god just, that's things awesome. like that so Dude, Tom Grassi just started doing that too. He's mm-hmm. got uh if the NFL was scripted and it's like him sitting down with him, mm-hmm. but it's like two <clears throat> angles. And yeah. he's like, okay, uh, you're gonna win the Super Bowl in 2010. And talking to a <laughs> Packers fan, yeah. and they're like, All right, the next year, and then it's like it's just these high <laughs> hopes. And I thought, dude, that would be so funny for for like any like think about your team, you know, like or yeah, that the, the Cowboys one, and it was hilarious. I was like, a Broncos one, like, you're getting Peyton Manning in 2012. Really? Yes. <laughs> you're going to go to the Super Bowl two years later. 
No, really? Yeah, but you're going to lose by 40 points. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Can we go so, back the next year? No. What about the year after that? Yep, you're going to win one, but then Manning's done. Oh. <laughs> and then well, we won't got close. one. Yeah, and then you won't go to the playoffs for six years. You'll be the worst team statistically from a Super Bowl <laughs> loss. No one's ever done anything like it. But then we're going to give you Russell Wilson. We're back? No, he's going to have his worst season ever. But we'll give you Sean Payton. You know, it's like, what? let's go, let's go. Yeah, the so roller coaster. It's just... just up and down, up and down. Shit, that's being an NFL fan right there. So with that being, do you remember, Kyle, where, what the last Super Bowl was played in Arizona? Between I'm, what yes. two teams? Yes, this is a good trivia. It was yeah, Arizona was and it? Pittsburgh. It was Arizona. No, no, no. It wasn't Arizona and Pittsburgh. Oh, no, it was not Arizona and Pittsburgh. Uh, the last time the Super Bowl was played in Arizona was oh, no, between no. the Patriots oh, yeah. and the Seahawks, where wow. the Seahawks were at the goal line pretty much at the one or the two. No, and they, they did not run, run the ball. They Which was Russell Wilson's turning point. That's what it was. They, they passed it. The Patriots intercepted it. You cut to a, a Wilson just clapping his hands, being like, damn it, I missed that. And the Patriots were going on to win their sixth Super Bowl, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, or fifth. No, that Something was their third. Up. It was Oh, that was their third. Yeah, yeah, because you always One bring second, up the point I got a drain. I got a drain. Yeah, you always bring up that <clears throat> that that part about if, if they hadn't have won that, Russ Wilson and, and the Patriots would have had two each. So those are the super headliners. The last time the Super Bowl was played in Arizona was that infamous Patriots Seahawks uh, Super Bowl. Um, and uh, yeah, so that those were the super headliners. Really interesting stuff. Let's move on now to our Pro Bowl discussion. I guess we didn't really watch it, right? We we didn't really kind of take a look at it uh, necessarily. I but <laughs> yeah, and that's what I did. Like my wife and I were like getting stuff done, and I'm like, all right, well, let me just throw the Pro Bowl on, right? Like let's see what let's see what the NFL has cooked up for us, and that's and and the Pro Bowl was was like Russ Wilson in the kitchen because he cooked up some bad shit. The I get it. I get the safety. I, I get the safety behind the players. Obviously, would have from Demar Hamlin in the you know in the, the week seventeen season or week seventeen of this season or eighteen was insane to watch, and it was it was bad. But the flag football that was that was a rough watch, Kyle. That was a rough watch, and it's just like you can't block. Tyreek still got laid out by Jalen uh, uh, Ramsey somehow. Like I don't know. There was just a lot of stuff going on in the, in the flag football. What were your like thoughts on it, or what did you see? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I uh, so, no, you didn't. No, you no, didn't. I did. No, oh I did. God. It's uh, it's it's really cool because when you become an adult and you aren't in the NFL, the only way to continue to scratch that itch is to play flag football. So, yeah, point, and if point. you've actually been in like flag football tournaments and stuff, there is like an actual philosophy and way to be good at flag football that is way different than uh tackle football so yeah. it, there's less players um and you, i mean i just thought it was something i never thought i would see i got to see <laughs> like i got to see tyree kill rush the passer like yeah. i got i got to see that's true uh turpin 
rush the passer. I yeah. got to see Peyton Manning be a head coach. My dream. Um, yep. I got to see the whole uh, Peyton versus Eli thing. I heard Pat McAfee. That was cool. Pat McAfee called the game. I thought that was really cool. And what I really appreciate is that Peyton Manning in his Hall of Fame speech, he said, we have a duty and responsibility to protect the integrity of the game of football moving forward. He had commissioner type vibes in his speech. If you actually yeah. like yeah. listen to it, it was different than anything I've ever heard before. It was a he guy was making that truly, his, he was making his pitch on that, that, that hall of fame speech. He actually got asked about that. People were like, you sounded like a commissioner. He was like, no, I'm not qualified for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's just yet. also a very humble person. So you'll yeah. never know if he is or not. But, um, Anyway, I just like, you know, he's not all talk. He said that, and now here he is at the Pro Bowl trying to keep it relevant. I thought the best catch thing was cool, and I thought it was genius the way they incorporated social media into it where, um, hey, if you tag this person in best catch, um, uh, Patrick Sertan, like, bungee jumped and caught a ball indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought – I thought a couple things. I thought one, this is all really cool. And then B, I thought the NFL is coming off as desperate. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel yeah. like when you have like Sertan indoor bungee jumping and catching balls and like, I was just like, <laughs> part of me was like, okay, nobody likes a try hard. But then the other yeah. part of me was like, why do you have to be a, what do you call like a pessimist about everything? Like just, just enjoy it. Stop being a dick. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Uh, it definitely was cooler yeah. than what we have been doing. And then the, I think yeah. it was halftime. They did a tre- uh, Stefan Diggs versus um, um, the wide receiver for the Lions, Antoine St. Brown. Uh, and they I'm had, a, Brown. they brought out like these, <laughs> they brought out these mats and they had to do like their best catch. It was like the slam dunk contest. And yeah. Stefan Diggs had his brother throw him one and they had, they got four attempts and they could never connect. And Diggs <laughs> kicked the ball and hit a cameraman. And <laughs> Antoine St. Brown like had a couple good catches. And uh, yeah, what is his name? Pete Davidson gave him a 6.9 on the, the yeah, score. Yeah, and yeah, he had all great. the people going, this is a family show. So, I yeah. mean, I think all in all, like if you were at the Pro Bowl this week, you would have had an effing blast. Yeah. Like it looked like a lot of fun. So I feel like we're also, yeah. you, how many times do does, does this little philosophy come up that we're so used to something being terrible, like the Bengals, that when it is actually yeah. good, we can't even appreciate it yet. I do think this is the first year that it's been watchable and fun in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take about three more years of this before it makes sense to us. And yeah. I think this was just kind of a, a weird, really fun week. Yeah, and and look, I mean, you knew the Pro Bowl was gonna was going down. Uh, it was going downhill when when they took it out of Hawaii, you know, because a lot of guys were like, "I get to go to Hawaii. This, this this is awesome, right?" And and after they took Hawaii away, it was like, okay, well, it's kind of going downhill. Then the game started being boring. It's more like, are they really rushing the pass here? Are they really trying to get our sack? Things like that. And it got again, it, it, the safety thing was cool. I agree, though. The last couple of years have been kind of stale. You know, they had like NFL Madden, uh, Madden tournaments on like PlayStation or Xbox or something like that. And I was like, okay, I mean that that I guess that that will be cool for gamer types. But I'm like, I kind of want to see these guys perform. This was a little cheesy, 
And like you said, the NFL seemed desperate to kind of like come up with something new, add celebrities to it, add the social media, like you're saying, like part aspect to it. Um, it was, it, it was, it was fun. It was a little desperate, but it seemed fun. And like you said, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna take some time to get used to it. But with, <laughs> I just, I completely, completely feel that we're getting old and really the only taste of football we get is flag football. I completely get that. So it's, it's very much like, okay, the, these guys are playing flag football. That means I have a shot. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Not really. yeah, but not really. Um, so I guess I could get used to it, but I just like, obviously the first year of something looks weird, right? So it's totally the first year of a new name change. Uh, the Washington football team to the commanders to, you know, the guardians in Cleveland to this, to that certain things are just going to take time. They're going to take time. You know what I mean? So I, I, I thought, I thought it was a little rough, but I mean, it was somewhat entertaining when the linemen and the defensive linemen were taking those weights off of the sled. They had to take all the weights off and then they had to pull it all at once to get it across the line. I was like, someone could pull a muscle a fucking weight could fall on them, you know, something like that. I don't know. They just need to come up with, I, I guess, some things that are a little bit better, but all in all, good try NFL. Good try. Yeah. I love seeing the, the precision passing. Like that's probably one of my favorite ones every year. And uh, what I really would like though, is um, a 40 yard dash. I want to see like, I don't know why this is so hard. Like you have, like you said, you got people holding weights and pulling things. And it's just like, dude, I could get really drunk in my backyard and play this game. It's like, let's, <laughs> let's like, yeah. let's do something that people want to see like Tyree kill and DK Metcalf race. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, or Patrick Mahomes and Jalen hurts. They weren't there, but like that, that is like the only opportunity to settle all these household debates, you know, that exist around the world about this has got, Oh, Josh Allen is going to go against Mahomes for longest ball. Like these are things that need to happen. I don't know why the NFL is not doing it. And what about the kickers? Let's give some love to the kickers. How about farthest kick? How yes. about um, like making the the uprights narrow and seeing you know like just making XFL. it like three yeah like making like three football yeah. lengths and being like whoever can you know get one point two points a regular field goal three yeah. but you can't hit a crossbar so the bears kicker can't be there um <laughs> fuck you but or or best punt too what about best punt that would be fun you know um i yeah. feel like the nfl probably thinks that it wouldn't be fun but if you have pat mcafee calling it an ex-punter like i i could see uh, a whole kicking field set up with fun games and mcafee calling it i could see that totally being a huge hit but it's yeah. gonna take time I feel it's like gonna we take also time. drive it. The public drives these yeah. ideas. I and I think that's gonna be a lot of it is is like things like these conversations that we're having. Why don't they have this? Well, why don't you have this person uh, uh announce it? Why don't you have a farthest kick? Why don't you, you know, mess with the with, with the goalposts a little bit? It's it's conversations like this, it's chirping them on social media, it's doing all sorts of good stuff that will get the Super Bowl to a place where we could be like, oh. This is enjoyable to watch the flag football game. Yeah, sure. Whatever. It's a flag football game. It's between whatever players and it's somewhat entertaining, but now everything aside from that is so much fun. So yeah, I agree. The pro bowl is going to take a little bit. Um, and again, a, a, a huge proponent of why the pro bowl is shifting is because of player safety. And again, I, I'm all for player safety. Um, it's just going to take a lot of time getting used to it. So I think, like you said, 
more conversations that are being had like this are going to lead to a much more enjoyable, probably an overall better experience at the Pro Bowl. And I think if I was there at the Pro Bowl in Vegas, I think I'd have a good time too. Yeah, and I think they also should definitely hire somebody new with their marketing because yeah. I can't tell you, I think Derek Carr had the precision passing and he crushed it. And yeah. the comments were like, I didn't even know the Pro Bowl was on. And it was like 2 p.m. in the middle of the day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. It like, was weird. Yeah, that's why I think a lot of us, I feel like when you start off like that, you're already like kind of got a kind of ill feeling towards the Pro Bowl. You're like, wait, yeah. they're doing this right now? And yeah, no yeah. one knew about it. It's like, okay. It's Saturday. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, I guess the Pro Bowl is stupid then. And, you know, like that's how people feel, honestly. So I think if it was yeah. uh, if it was better promoted and people knew, like, uh, mm -hmm. and this is a new era. We don't watch cable. Like a lot of people like myself only have a Roku TV and they watch everything after it's been recorded on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And you, you just have to get those big YouTube guys like like Pat McAfee, like Colin Coward. Like you got to get those guys promoting us. it. Yeah, like us. We're freaking huge, <laughs> dude. Do you understand the power of our fingerprint at this point? We could literally impact like 200 people at any given moment. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. Uh, but we're going to more get than there. McAfee, more than Coward. We're going to get uh, there. Manifesting. <laughs> We're manifesting. That's right. That's right. No, but yeah, was... they got to promote it better, dude. Nobody knew that this was going on. I didn't even know. I flipped it on and I was like, I turned on my, I turned on YouTube TV and I was like, oh shit, the Pro Bowl's on. Sweet. All right. Well, and I feel like we on. say that every year. Every year yeah. it surprises us. It really does. It really it just does. Creeps it creeps up on you. You're like, what? I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, but you, for sure you're right. And let's uh, let's go to a couple of the comments here. Bill saying car took the passing game like it was a job interview and he killed it. I liked his little comment where he, where he was like, uh, I, I forget who was asking him. He's like, yeah, Man, you, you, you killed this precision passing, right? Like you're doing really, really well. And he's like, well now, you know, not well enough because uh, I don't know where I'm going to go next year. And they were, they were just laughing or something like that. I forget yeah. what his comment was. It was definitely uh, throwing shade as the kid. Oh yeah. Say. Yeah. Throwing shade as he was throwing use. shade and there was no capping. <laughs> 100 <laughs> goaded um jack saying that the seven and seven was such a joke uh yeah I, again it's just gonna take some getting used to you know what i mean it's just gonna take some getting used to and i agree like it just seemed like dumb but again just gonna take some getting used to yeah. and it should be fun hopefully hopefully it'll be fun in the future honestly if lil wayne was there instead of pete davidson i think it would have been a lot better <laughs> I wanted, I'd, rather, I'd rather see lil wayne i love when he's talking sports <laughs> that's true that's true um all right so that was a pro bowl was it good eh, maybe well you know people are gonna have differing opinions but let's move on now to just some quick nfl news that's been around the nfl for the past week or so um I'll start off real quick with the probably the biggest news today, and that is that AJ Green has finally hung up the cleats after 12 seasons in the NFL. He is retired. Um, AJ Green took to his Instagram and said, I've never been a man of many words, so I'll keep this short. Very Tom Brady-esque. Uh, thank you. Thank you to all who have supported, encouraged, and inspired me throughout my career. 
A re thank you to the University of Georgia, Cincinnati Bengals, and Arizona Cardinals for the opportunity to pursue my dreams. I stayed true to the game, and it owes me nothing. Be blessed. Love y'all. The next chapter begins. AJ Green retired with a career 727 receptions, 10,514 uh, receiving yards, 70 receiving touchdowns over 12 seasons, and he was one of only four players selected at every Pro Bowl from 2011 to 2017. He had like four or five seasons straight of a thousand yard uh, 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 seasons. Yeah. It's insane. AJ Green was good. He was very underrated. And he did go to the playoffs with the Bengals quite a bit, but they always, you know, lost in the first round as expected. But man, if he was like on a on a on a team that was good in the early 2000s, like he would probably be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he definitely when he was good, he was great. You know, yeah. he, he he gives me a lot of Julio Jones vibes. Just uh yeah. a lot of the injury bug kind of stuff, but yeah, I feel old, man. I feel old because now yeah, I'm not same. just watching Tom Brady retire. <laughs> I'm watching players that I was a teenager when they were drafted retire. Mm-hmm. It's just like a different feeling. We're getting yeah. we're getting there. So AJ Green's retired. Um, I think he had a really good career. I I, I wouldn't say Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, no, probably not. It'll definitely be one of those that like get nominated, but. I don't know if it'll it'll pull through. Um, almost very I feel good. like yeah, he I almost feel like he and Demarius Thomas were very similar. But mm-hmm. I would say Demarius Thomas, I would I would take him just because he stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. But just another one of those like guys you want on your team, but they're not Hall of Famers. I, I exactly, think. exactly. Again, very good stats, very good career overall, and he's very good, but probably not Hall of Famer. But he did retire today. Um, another one here, Aaron Rodgers was at a golf tournament, uh, and he was getting a little chirped out here, here and there, asked where he's going to play. Um, and Rodgers was still very much vague about his answers. Kyle, you got a little bit more on this, this little nugget yeah. of story. So they, they've been, uh, so Basically, when you're if you've ever been to a golf tournament, like the crowd just kind of hovers around the players. Mm. And last year, Rogers was doing the same tournament and it was like, come to Denver, come to Denver. And I remember (laughs) he looks back at one of them. He goes, we'll see. And that was like the greatest thing we've ever heard in our life, because it's like he didn't say no. He said, we'll see. Yeah. Um, And this year it's the Raiders. That is the Mm -hmm. one I know you're hearing stuff from the Jets, but the Raiders there's a chance that the Raiders fans get drunker than other fans. So maybe that's why they were yelling the most. Um, but from what Roger said, he said a lot of the, the, the chanting and stuff was coming from Raider fans and they're saying, come on, come to the Raiders, come to the Raiders. And uh, what, what did Rogers, did he actually reply to it? He said something. Um, I can't remember if he said anything, but he said you know something what? like, he probably said, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He probably said the same thing. And it was also more or less like, uh, I don't know where I'm going. You know, I may retire pondering the future. The future's still up for, you know, whatever. So he was probably very vague about it. Yeah. And then they asked Devonte Adams, you know, they asked his comments, like, what would you think about Aaron Rodgers coming? And he was like, well, I mean, that's, that's my guy, like a hundred percent. Yeah. And they're like, what what recruiting tool would you kind of use to get him here? And he's like, I'm here. There you go. <laughs> that's that's my recruitment. So <laughs> um, 
You know, I always felt like Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to retire a Packer, but uh, especially when he stayed a Packer last year, it was like, no, this is for sure done. But I think Aaron Rodgers may feel like I, I know how Rodgers thinks. And I, mm-hmm. I think if he believes that he's hindering another person's ability to thrive, that he would leave, he would remove himself. And I think if he gets to a point where he's like, I think Jordan Love could be really good. And I think I might actually be, you know, I might be doing what Brett Favre did to me, you know, because I was ready to go and Favre had me sit on the sideline for four or five years. I don't want to do the same thing Favre did to me. I'm leaving and I'm doing that for Jordan Love. And I think the Raiders could be a, a spot for him because Las Vegas, big market, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, and I mean they had that new stadium. They got Devontae Adams. You know why not? Why not? Why not join that team? Um, I hope so he not. This- I hope not. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God. Sorry. Oh, but you want Jordan Love to be good for my Bears? Fuck you. I hope Aaron Rodgers does go to fucking Dude, Vegas, that would be good asshole. for you. You don't know if Jordan Love's going to be good or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good point. Um, so we have three hires. Two of which will get out of the way, just so uh, Kyle could talk about the biggest one. Um, <laughs> one of the bigger one, uh, actually one of the smaller ones, Joe Woods, formerly the Browns defensive coordinator, is expected to be hired as the Saints defensive coordinator. Um, it was reported Monday by Ian Rappaport. I think this is a good move by the Saints. Their their defense, I feel like the Saints defense is his has either always been pretty good, or they are always like in that in-between zone of like they can be good, but their stars are underperforming or they're just not good, but their stars are performing really well, but the rest of the defense just hasn't caught up. So maybe Joe Woods, after coming off a pretty good season with the Browns defense, you know, he had Miles Garrett, uh, Jadavion Clowney. He's got a lot of good guys there on that defense for the Browns uh, for the last couple of years. I think I think this is kind of like a sneaky good move for the Saints to, to, to bring in a, a new uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah, I do too because the Saints defense was uh was I think they were they were good at something. I think it was pass defense. I think they were good on pass they're, defense, but they're always good at one thing. <laughs> yeah, but they can't like put the whole thing together. Exactly. But it just doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter <laughs> because you need a quarterback. And Yeah, that's true. And that's they true. don't have one right now and um in order for them and I know uh, Mickey Loomis is a really good GM that they have over there in order. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to just go into any kind of drought. Like he's not going to Cleveland Brown because Sean Payton's gone. He's going to, yeah, he's going to do what he's got to do. And, and I think he's going to make good hires. And this is one of those, but the elephant in the room, you need a quarterback and it'll be interesting to see because Derek Carr is a guy that I'm thinking too. I thought about Derek hey. Carr to Tennessee. Now I'm thinking Derek Carr to New Orleans, but here is what I'll tell you, and you can you can bet money on this. When the 2023 Week One kicks off, the New Orleans Saints will not have a, a better quarterback than what they had before, but they will have a guy that we consider Tier One, Tier Two fringe, right? So uh, all right. I would say the worst quarterback they'll end up with is Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Oh, hot takes from Kyle already early before the before the Super Bowl is even concluded. You're getting hot takes from Kyle. I'm so just always thinking about this stuff. Yeah, you know? I'm just always thinking about this. Stuff. It's, it's always he's on his phone. Oh my god, he's Adam Schefter'ing right now. <laughs> um, next one, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota made another uh, a good hire. Um, they are set Assholes. to hire. Sorry, they didn't hire. They are set to hire the Steelers linebackers coach, senior defensive assistant Brian Flores as its new defensive coordinator now minnesota bad defense last year bad defense it it obviously killed them uh so during some games during some really good teams led them to that negative point differential as like a 13 win team and obviously in the playoffs it looked it looked just as bad and it was almost like yeah. it was almost like highlighted that they were that bad so they got rid of their old defense coordinator bringing in brian flores this is a really good move for them brian flores a defensive-minded coach obviously right um Good, good, good pickup by, by the Vikings because they that's what they need to improve. That's what they need to improve to be better. Now, as a Bears fan, this sucks because they're going to get better on defense and they've already got a stellar cast of offensive uh, uh, players, but they're going to get better on defense. Kyle, are you thinking at any, at any you know, for any chance, I guess, whatever, that the, the Vikings are going to be what one of the top teams with this hire next weekend with that defense? Well, next year, I, I thought that they would, uh, I thought that they would be good this year. And I would say they were, but like you said, we talked about it all season long. Like their mm -hmm. defense is so bad. They have such yeah. a bad defense yeah. that anybody could just have their way with, um, with this team. So I, I think it was almost one of those things that they had to do. And, if I had to sum this, how I felt when I saw this in one word, it would be barnacles because, <laughs> <laughs> because barnacles. the Broncos, because the Broncos had, uh, Evero who was, uh, close with Nathaniel Hackett didn't mm -hmm. like the way Nathaniel Hackett got fired. So the Broncos released his rights. We were hoping we could hang on to him. Then oh, two days right. later, he goes with the Panthers and moves over there. And then Sean Payton's like, okay, my guy's Vic Bangio. Bangio gets hired by the Dolphins. So yeah. Um, so then Brian Flores was the hot name that the Broncos were after. He interviewed with the Broncos and then the Vikings, uh, they stole him. And it didn't make sense to me really because uh, Brian Flores filed that lawsuit about um, – um, I forgot the discrimination policies in the NFL. Yeah, I guess the Dolphins. Yep. And the Broncos run that list because they said John Elway showed up to the interview like clearly like not in good shape from drinking like late and something or, like that. <laughs> hammered, hammered. Um, which they started alligating like it was like, dude, we honestly we had a, a a black head coach right before that point, so I didn't understand like why, the but. The from the front office point, they said, I don't know what why they would say that. Like, we're not like that. And now you see, like, we have the most diverse ownership group. Yeah. Um, but that's why I thought it was strange. I'm like, does Flores even want to come here after what he said <laughs> about the Broncos? Like, why yeah. would he want to come back here if uh you know he believed that kind of stuff? But I was like, hey, mm -hmm. maybe bygones are bygones, and uh maybe he's like well, we don't know the personal details, but whatever, he didn't come here. I wasn't that surprised because of everything mm -hmm. I just mentioned. Um, and I do believe that the Vikings are going to be the best team in the NFC next year. Oh, wow. Wow. Another spicy take by Kyle. Mark that. <laughs> Mark that. 
All right. So now the biggest one, and we talked about it, I believe, on the Wednesday or Monday episode last week. Sean Payton was finally introduced as the Denver Broncos' newest head coach on Monday at the team's headquarters in Englewood, Colorado. Kyle, he said some things you really, really, really liked, especially about uh, uh, Russ Wilson, but let's. Uh, I'm just going to kick it over to you to go ahead and talk about him. Okay, so I have watched the, the Denver Broncos head coach go from uh, – we had – I don't know if you remember this, um, but we had Gary Kubiak for one year, and yeah, he won. Yep. He won the Super Bowl. But before, um, after him, we we moved on. Um, we had Vance Joseph, who I was just talking about, and then we went from him to uh, Vic Fangio, and it's like we're constantly searching for these guys, and that didn't work. And then Nathaniel Hackett. And I watched all of these press conferences and I've always felt like after watching them, like we're in good shape. And it's actually funny to go back and watch these and look at the YouTube comments from five years ago. That's like, this is the guy we needed and stuff. And I, uh, Sean Payton's today, I'll just mm-hmm. say I, I saw it immediately and I clicked on it because for some reason it almost feels like it's not real until you see that press conference. Mm-hmm. And you know, if this is a, 10 to 15 year thing. I'll always remember the day that this happened today. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just looked like Sean Payton was not like the other ones. He didn't have notes. He is very intentional. He said that the, that uh, the, 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 there needs to be towels in the seats. The towels Mm -hmm. need to be bigger. The ones you're using aren't big enough. We need to distract the people. And he said, if you're going to be that intentional, with the game of football, you have to be that intentional with the weight room and with the, the, he's, he sounded like an owner and George yeah. Payton was always kind of chest puffed out. He was always like the big guy in the room. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though the owner was there is like, he's trusted me. I I'm confident. I'm telling you, George Payton, he looked like he was um, kind of submitting to <laughs> Sean Payton's like everything <laughs> about him. We just kind of yeah. like Sean Payton had the biggest, uh, personality in the room. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he just was going on about the towels need to be bigger and he didn't make any promises. They asked him a lot of questions like, what do you predict will happen now? He gave, you could tell that just information was just pouring out of his mouth. Like mm-hmm. it was like, if you didn't feel good before that interview, you definitely, by the end of it, were like, wow, what a breath of fresh air. When's the you last feel time? Good. When's the last time we had a person like this in our building? Um, yeah. As far as Russell Wilson, they asked them, "Is Russell Wilson fixable?" And he's like, "We're gonna go and we're gonna see everything that he likes to do. Like you can't, um, you know, karaoke is no good if they don't have the lyrics. Like we can't. <laughs> yeah. We we need to watch the film and see where he excels and do those things. And that's what we're gonna do. And uh, they asked him about. Obviously, Russell Wilson has his own staff and his own quarterback team, and he's got two parking spots, and he's got keys to the building, and he had all this extra stuff, and they asked Sean Payton about it. They said uh, they asked Sean Payton about Russell Wilson having personal coaches and staff in the building. He said, yeah, that's foreign to me. That's not going to happen here. Um, that was so, a huge thing. I think that, yeah. that, that, that like really caught the attention of people was like that. That's, that's for like, as a head coach, 
of an NFL football team in the past, that does not slide. So that, that to me really stood out. Yeah, no, it did to me too. And um, you just see Sean Payton, he demands respect. And I think with Russell Wilson kind of being in this kind of stardom world with Sierra, He's used to like no cameras, no cameras, but yes, but yes, cameras. You know, yeah, like yeah. he's just like Mr. Mr. Unlimited. And Russell Wilson, so look, bad. I'll say this too: Russell Wilson is very cringy, and we all know that. Yeah. And yeah, um, I talk about the media a lot, and I just did it earlier, but I'm going to say one more thing: the media also drives narratives like this. So, Russell Wilson. Had I, 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 we looked at his QBR, his touchdowns, his completion mm-hmm. percentage, all of that, uh, the last three years before he became a Bronco. There were mm-hmm. three quarterbacks that even, uh, there's only three quarterbacks that had similar stats, and I'll name two of them. It was Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Those were mm-hmm. the only two that were comparable. And I really believe that if Rodgers or Mahomes had a bad year, it would be Nathaniel Hackett's garbage nathaniel hackett you know he's a piece of crap like he doesn't know how to use him but it was russell wilson we don't like russell wilson russell wilson's cringy russell wilson's Mm -hmm. not cool russell wilson is an easy person to throw eggs at so when when this happened it's not nathaniel hackett it's russell wilson's washed i i do not believe that russell wilson has jumped off the biggest cliff that we have ever witnessed in our entire life there was a reason that people were excited when he made this trade. There was a reason he was worth two first round picks. Um, so honestly, I do think Sean Payton is going to fix him. And I don't only think he's going to fix what we're seeing on the field. Mm-hmm. He's going to fix all that other shit that Russell Wilson does that he thinks he's entitled to, <laughs> you know, that yeah. you're not a coach, yeah. you are a player and you yeah. will, and and Nathaniel Hackett, it's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They're buddies. They go bowling together. They like to yeah. go golfing. Russell Wilson didn't need to go to a Red Hot Chili Pepper concert with Nathaniel Hackett or Shawn Mendes, whoever it was in Denver, or go to the mm-hmm. Nuggets game uh, before the season started. They needed to be coaching his ass and telling him to get to turn his keys in. He doesn't need mm-hmm. keys. He's a player. Mm-hmm. So Sean Payton's going to come in here, and Sean Payton is very – uh, old school, but he also incorpor- uh, incorporates a lot of new school. Like he said, I want the speakers upgraded in the locker room so that when the away teams come in, they can hear us celebrating after we win. Yeah. Um, Crush and, and them. Yeah. And he was like, those are culture building things. And mm-hmm. we're going to build a culture here. And there's a culture of winning. There's a culture of losing. Right now, there's been a culture of losing. Um, but that's not what Denver is. He's like, I'm honored to be a head coach uh, amongst great other people. Um, and I mean, he's just made no promises. He did not say we're going to the playoffs. We're going to the Super Bowl. But he did promise that the bullshit stops now and the hard work is going to start now. Yeah. And I, I what I really like, too, is, is you know, we, we, we were mentioning it earlier. These these quarterbacks, these players and these coaches are matched up. And they are both so good. Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid. Uh, uh, Bill Belichick with Tom Brady. Payne Manning with Tony Dungy. This could be one of those like later in their careers type of uh, somewhat of an Andy Reid moment for Sean Payton and somewhat of a Tom Brady moment for Russ Wilson. Both late in their careers, right, can make those jumps where it's a, where it's very it's a very successful duo. 
And this could this could really make Denver like one of those top teams in the AFC moving forward with both of these guys at the helm. Shit, Von Miller might even come back to the Broncos. That's how good they're going to be, right? Stop, like just stop. just <laughs> yeah, like these are just some of the things that you have to look forward to and 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 this could very well be one of those moments again where you're just like could look back in a decade and be like that was the moment where the success began again for both of these guys for Sean Payton and for for Russ Wilson. So, yeah. I'm happy that you have this like this this great coach and you know Russ Wilson who who has a lot of money on the table and and has a lot of uh a lot of um catching up to do in terms of of his of his of his contract and his play. So I'm I dude, I hope I hope you guys can be very good in the AFC. It's going to be tough to knock off the Chiefs, but man, that's a very great competitive, you know, division there depending on who goes to the the Raiders, but those three teams, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs are going to make the AFC hopefully like what we said last preseason, one of the best divisions in football. I think so. And it reminds me of the karate kid when the kid finds out who that other kid is. And he's like, I want you to train me. And he like, what does he do? He stands there with like a cup of water for like the first week or he like does nothing. And he's like, I wanted you to train me. And he's like, we are, this is, I was like, Russell Wilson said he wanted Sean Payton to come in. He's called him and said, I want you. Yeah. Well, get ready for it because he's coming. (laughs) Get ready for it. He's coming. And he and and he also clarified that rumor about Sean Payton uh, needs all this power. He's like, I don't know where that stuff comes from. He's like, me, me and Mickey Loomis had a great. I can't think of one time we butted heads on draft picks, players, contracts, yeah. anything. He was like, we all need to work together. And like this idea that I demand all this power is not true. So I thought that was cool that he clarified. Like it just seems like everybody well we're in a honeymoon stage right now you know but it just yeah if it, it feels like everybody's just working and it's all flowing condoleezza rice that everything's just like mm-hmm. amazing and yeah. we'll see how it how it uh transpires but definitely, definitely another rocky mile high expectation that hopefully <laughs> doesn't crush us we're going back to the the paint manning years there he is. There's there's Kyle. There he is. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time for Broncos fans. It's a great time to to be a Broncos fan. And obviously the Nathaniel Hackett experiment didn't work, but now you're moving on to bigger and better things. And you know, all the best luck from this Bears fan to you. Thank um, you. <laughs> We're gonna course, need it. Of course. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the episode today. Uh Bill said he tweeted you the video later. Uh, oh, at the golf Thanks, course. Bill. So so check out that. And I want to give a huge shout out to not only Bill, but Jack, Philly Sports Talk Podcast, Tyler, who was in here super early. My mom was in here, Unseen Pets. Cheers shout to out, you mom. guys. Thank you for being in the in the in the stream, in the chat. We always appreciate your guys' support, uh, liking the video, sharing it, uh, uh just 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 you know, having a conversation with us. We uh we always appreciate you guys. And again, a big shout out to uh and I feel like I, I should probably do this at least once a week. Shout out to Tom Grassi for bringing you guys over. Uh, and, you know, him shout doing out the Tom raid. Grassi. Yeah, shout out to Tom Grassi. We really appreciate it, man. And really appreciate all you guys again coming on here and, and talking football with us. Um, other than that, Kyle, where can they follow you on Twitter so they can uh, send you videos like Bill has? Which, by the way, Bill, you're, you're commenting on all our videos. You're sending us tweets. I love it. I love the interactions with you. They're always fun. But Kyle, Same where can here. they find you on? Yeah, well, Kyle, where can they find you on Twitter? 
You can find me at FTBLPODCAST, only football podcast. FTBL um, only podcast. Uh, <laughs> FT- <laughs> this is the first time Kyle's ever fucked up his Twitter name. Wow. I am seeing history. Day. I am seeing history. FTBLONLIPODCAST. Right um, only football podcast. Please. Follow me for all my retweets. If you are following me, then you got to see that interview in real time today. And I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, tribes! Time for the tribes. Time for that. Well, 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 let me wrap it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you in a bit here to wrap it up with the chives. You could follow me at and now Rick on Twitter, and you can follow the Star Six Media page at underscore Star Six Media page. At Star Six Media. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch at Star Six Media. Go check out all our other shows. If you're interested in something else other than football, we've got a plethora of shows for you guys to get into hockey, whether it be hockey, uh, uh, um, football, us here at Only Football. You've got three up, three down for baseball. We've got MMA and boxing. We've got it all for you guys. So go definitely check out the Star Six Media page and check out the other podcast when we do go live uh, with those other shows as well as on YouTube and everything else we got on. So, Kyle, wrap it up with the chives. What do you got? Game on the line. Who gets the ball? Kyrie or or, uh, um, what is it? Donick. (laughs) Doncic? Luka Doncic? Doncic. No, that's not it. That's Ooh, not it. a basketball <laughs> question. I was like, no way. No, no, no. They, uh, <laughs> I had to. They, uh, they asked Sean Payton uh, if the orange tie meant anything that he wore before the news broke out that he was mm-hmm. going to be their coach, and he said it did. It was intentional. It was subliminal. You're not crazy. Oh, no. It meant something ahead of time. And then he said <laughs> this. He said. You don't understand. Everything I do is intentional. He said, look at he said, look at my Bronco pin. You see where the horse is facing? Up. He said, look at my my scarf, the, the Bronco scarf. You see, see how it's pointing yeah. up? He's like the it was like all symbolical and he goes through his scarf and his pin. And I'm just like, dude, this guy is like this guy is intentional. This guy is intentional and he's the yeah. real deal. You're gonna I'm gonna send that to you after this. All right, please do. Um, I'll just uh, I'll tweet it so you guys can all watch yes, it too. Yes, yeah. tweet it, tag me in it, and uh, everybody go check out Kyle's Twitter, FTBL Only Podcast, which you fucked up. Um, but all right, <laughs> Kyle, thanks for wrapping up the episode like you always do. And again, thank you guys for uh, tuning in and commenting. We will see you guys next time. See ya. See ya.